Because there is a point where you do have to think, okay, am I losing who I am? That's what it always came down to for me. Is this changing who I am and who I want to be? Like this relationship, is it negatively affecting me so that I'm becoming like a broken version of myself? What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. So this week, we have a special guest, which we brought in my mother. Matt's mom. Yay, Jen. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I wanted to bring my mom in is because, and this was kind of a last minute, hey, I wonder if my mom can come join us for this episode because we're at that point where in my story, she comes in. Your mom comes into to the story of okay, I gotcha. My struggles at that time. Okay, so last time we left off with Anne goes to, to play disc golf, play disc golf with her friends, and I guess I'll ask my mom right now. Did you know that part of the story of that Anne had let me know that she was going to go play disc golf with her friends, and I don't even no. know if I've shared that with you. I don't think so. Okay. The day you're moving into your new place. Yeah, so the day we moved into our place over by Summerwind Elementary School, we get everything moved in. And then she leaves, and you play with the kids. Yeah, the so yeah, we play with the kids in the, in the pool, and we had a good time. Then after we swam, we went to go finish unpacking some things, and then the kids went to bed. So. And then what happened, Matt? I don't know. Steve, do you have any questions up to that point? You're being really quiet right now. I do have questions. Okay. And went to play disc golf. You knew something was fishy. Yeah, it didn't seem right. You were irked that she was leaving. Then what? Well, the reason why I was, I wasn't, I mean, I don't tend to get irked. Like, or angry. But, but you said in the last one, it was weird that she was leaving. You're just like, why are you, like, you're going to play disc golf right now. Like, why? Like, what? Yeah, there was a question. You don't even play that. Why are you going now? There's something really weird about this. Why are you, but whatever. Like, so then when she gets back, then what? What's the conversation? When she gets back. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, I put my kids down to bed and the conversation was when she got back, we were still cleaning up some of the, and moving in some things. And there wasn't much conversation other than it was late and she wanted to be, she wanted to go to sleep. And for some reason that night, she felt in order to go to sleep, she needed some Ambien from her parents. Which was not a normal thing? No, that wasn't normal at all. Okay. So yeah, she went and And why from her parents? They just had some. Yeah, so her parents had Ambien. Okay. So she gets Ambien from her parents. Yep. And she went to go get Ambien from her parents. She comes back home and I'm, I'm not sure if you know what Ambien does, but if... You pretty much have to be Makes laying in real bed. real loopy. Well, you have to be laying in bed when you take it, and then you're out. Okay. And if you don't, then you can get, like you said, Steve, you can get pretty loopy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after she took the Ambien, she didn't go right to bed, and I was up still putting some things away. And all of a sudden, 
I see her walking down the hall and she's stumbling from side to side and hitting the walls of the hall. Because the ambience kicked in. Because the ambience totally kicked in. And I encouraged her to like, look, I'll take care of everything and I'll lock up the house and I'll just go back to bed and climb into bed. And so she goes and climbs into bed and we're laying there and she still hadn't fallen asleep. And all of a sudden I see her texting. So I go to bed and I'm laying next to her and all of a sudden she's texting like crazy. And I'm like, who are you texting? She turns to me and she says, my boyfriend. And I'm like, your boyfriend? What do you, what do you mean? Let me see. And she hands me her phone. And I just continue to read everything in her phone while and, she's on Ambien. And she's legitimately texting her boyfriend? Yeah. She's legitimately texting her boyfriend who she had just gone, quote unquote, disc golfing with. And so... So what do you read? So this says, oh, well, I don't want to get too deep it's into right, it. Yeah. Right. But it's basically, you know, tonight was so fun. I have a great time every time I see you. Like the so, normal. So a conversation that makes the, that clearly establishes that she has yeah. a boyfriend. Yeah. There's an ongoing relationship. Wow. So yeah. So I get up, I flip on the light, because I'm freaking out at this time. I'm like, what is going on? Who is this? Like, how do you know this guy? Like, really trying to get some answers as to who this person is. And you don't know who he is? I have no idea who this guy is. Okay. So, yeah. That's how I found out that there was another individual that... That things were not okay. Things were not okay. Not what Um, you had been led to believe. Right. And so, from that point, we have a pretty intense conversation. She's still on ambient. (laughs) But it wears off fairly quickly. Because of the adrenaline? Because of the adrenaline rush and, you know, it gets pushed out of her system quicker than, than Ambien usually does. And I ended up calling her parents and I said, hey, look, I, this is what I've just found out. Either somebody needs to come and stay here at this house with her because I'm leaving or somebody needs to come pick her up. Yes. Because she's not welcome right now in my house. So her parents came to pick her up and she didn't want to go with her parents because her parents were not, they were not, well, at this point, they were not that nice to her. Because of what they just found out? Because of what they just found out. Okay. That's hard. And what they just found out and what she'd done to me, Mm -hmm. they weren't okay with that. And so they ended up leaving because she told her boyfriend to come pick her up. So this is the same guy she went disc golfing with earlier that afternoon. I have no idea if they went just, disc golfing or not. Oh, but I mean disc golfing, like that she right. had left with earlier this afternoon. Whatever happened, we don't know. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and so I told her, I said, look, this guy's not coming near my house. Like, I don't know what you expect. Like, he's going to pull up in our driveway and like, you're going to leave with him? Like, that's not okay. So I think she ended up leaving and walking just down the street and leaving with him that night. Crazy. And so what did... So that happened on a Saturday. And so what are you... Yeah, Yeah, where are you with all this? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Were you up all night? Like, I can't imagine... I was pretty much up all night. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of trying to figure out what to make of all this information. Yeah, but I also knew I had two kids in the other room. Yeah. 
that I had to get some sleep mm-hmm. in order to take care of them because that happened on a Saturday and every Sunday we go to church and our church started at nine, I believe at, the, at that time. And so, so you're still being, I need to stay rational about this. I need to continue my routine. Well, one of the thoughts that I had too was I thought, okay, I was actually glad it was on a Saturday because Sunday was the next day and I was able, you know, I thought, okay, I, I can go talk to my bishop. I'm going to be around my family. So is this in your parents' same church congregation then at that point? No, so we'd moved out. You'd moved this out. house was located out of that ward, but, but our records hadn't moved. I was gonna out. say it was that one week. It was yeah. So you just went to your parents. Yeah. So I get the kids up and ready for church. I get myself ready for church. And so I I leave about an hour early for church mm-hmm. because I knew I needed to go talk to my mom first. Okay. And so that's where I went directly to my parents' house. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, did you just walk into church and like <laughs> your mom, I'm like knowing my mom, she would instantly she be would able know. to tell mm-hmm. something was wrong, like really wrong. And I would assume that that's the same thing with you and Jan, like, oh. I don't know, so, ask her. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Like when you saw Matt that morning, could you like tell? Well, the fact that he showed up at our house. Yeah. So you knew something was wrong. Church, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I had no idea how hugely wrong it was. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that conversation like? Jan, what do you remember from that? So I just remember I probably wasn't all ready yet. (laughs) but, (laughs) But I remember him coming in with the kids and just like, so what's up? What are you doing here? And he just came right out with it, said, cheating on me. And so we're back here. <laughs> pretty much. Is what That's he pretty said. much what I said. So I had, I had, um, I think I got the kids breakfast down at the counter downstairs in your house. And so I remember pulling you into our bedroom, which is the guest bedroom at the end, the bonus room. Uh-huh. And we had that conversation there. Yeah. Yeah. Out of earshot of children. Yeah. I mean, they were still little, but yeah. Why your mom? Why is she the one you wanted to immediately go to? Because that's who I would always go to. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Right. When you have a problem, you go to your mom, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I loved like in preparing to talk about this, like Matt kept bringing that up. He's like, we should bring my mom because... That's who I wanted to talk to. Like, that's who I needed to talk to through all of this. Well, and the fact that they just, they had moved out of our house. For the kids, it was a comfortable, safe place. For sure. To go to. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't, they weren't in turmoil. They were just going back to grandma's house for Well, they were going back to their house. Yeah, back to their house. (laughs) Because at that point, we, like you said, mom, is we just moved out, like, I think we started moving out that Thursday. Right. Just a couple of days. And we'd loaded up the, the rental truck Thursday, Friday, and moved everything in Saturday. Yeah, so I think they only spent one night in that house. That was the only night. So you didn't go back to that house? No. Did Anne I, go back to that house? Just to move their stuff. Yeah. I only went back to that house to move our stuff. Anne went back to that house. I think she slept a couple nights there. 
When was the next time you saw Anne after she walked away from the house that night? I honestly don't remember. Did you guys talk? Did you text? Did you hear from her? I remember we talked. We talked on the porch of the front step of that house, like Sunday night or Monday night. But there was nothing really to talk about. So you've told me at one point that you told her, listen, I will stay. I'm in this. Right. So when did that conversation happen? That happened probably a week or two after. Okay. After I, you know. But you're living with your parents and she's living somewhere else. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. Like just to cool emotions and if for nothing else for that reason, I feel like. And honestly, the days following that night, it's all a blur. Oh, I'm sure. I honestly don't remember loading up the truck again. I don't remember that. I don't know. In fact, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, who did that for me? <laughs> and Do you I, remember? I think the family chipped in. I think dad was there helping you. That doesn't surprise Loading me. stuff back up. And I think you moved a bunch of stuff back into our third bay of the garage. Yeah. We got the kids' stuff back in their rooms. And yeah, I, could, I remember going over and helping you. So, Jan, when your child comes to you and says, my wife's cheating on me, I'm leaving her, we're moving in, what what do you feel? Like, what is your response to all that as his mother? Well, as, as a mom, you always want to protect your children. And so that's a real hard thing to hear, especially the culture that we have in our family and in our home is, you know, you marry forever and you are with your partners through thick and thin, but it was just heartbreaking just to see your kid go through that and not be able to do anything about it. You know, that's probably the frustration of a mom is you want to get in there and fix things, (laughs) but that was something I couldn't fix. And well, do you remember the conversations that we had had even before we moved out of your house? Of I remember vividly a conversation that you and I had of asking myself the question, when is enough enough? So, I mean, things were rocky even before we moved, moved right, out. Right. Matt, rocky enough that you'd considered leaving her? or Not that I considered. Asking yourself that question, when is enough enough? Like, that's like... How much do I move forward? Like, how do I move forward? How do you, like, what do I do? To help heal the relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when when people aren't living up to their commitments or they're, you know, going a different direction than what you had kind of both agreed on, it's tough to know. I mean, this was kind of the conversation was, do you, you know, I remember telling you that that she has or had her own free agency to make her own decisions right. and that you really can't control that. And so it is something that you have to ask yourself, what's the relationship worth? And where is that tipping point that yeah. maybe that relationship isn't going to work and you can't make those compromises? Because there is a point where you do have to think, okay, Am I losing who I am? That's what it always came down to for me. Is this changing who I am and who I want to be? Like this relationship, is it negatively affecting me so that I'm 
becoming like a broken version of myself. Like, mom, did you think that I was broken when we were staying with you and trying to figure some things out? Well, I felt like I felt like the relationship was broken. Yeah. Because you guys didn't seem to want to spend time with each other. And it just didn't seem like a nurturing, loving relationship, like something needed to change or right. lots of things needed to change. Yeah. Do you think I was, I had changed like or compromised who I was? Well, I think the change that I was seeing was a change to your confidence level and to your self worth. Yeah. Because, you know, you were trying, you were both trying, but you were, I think, frustrated with that it wasn't working. Things weren't working as you wanted them to. And so that's what I was seeing change was Mm -hmm. just the frustration with the situation and things that were happening. And that's hard to see your kid go through that as well. So I remember when we were talking about when Steve and I split up and how my friend commented that I looked small for the first time in my life. And did you feel that way? Like, did you feel, and I think that's the lack of confidence, like not necessarily lack of confidence, but just like being beat down, like a feeling of like overwhelming, tired, exhausted. Oh, I was exhausted and tired. And- yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's even I mean, more I than that. Twice in a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was seeing was the attitude of, I can't do this. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. And that's what was so hard to see. Yeah. Aww. So, what were the options you were considering from that time you showed up at your mom's house, your parents' house, Sunday morning? Like, were you done? Were you going to get divorced and move into that house? Or were you thinking, I need to talk to Anne and figure this out, or I need more information, or how do we move past this? Or what what options are you even considering at this point regarding your marriage? So my thought initially was this. I'm out. This is not... I'm not going to allow somebody... Instant deal breaker. I'm not going to allow somebody to push me around. I mean, I'll revert back to what my brother told me going into the MTC. Don't let anybody push you around. Like... I'm not going to let somebody walk all over me. And so I was ready and prepared to just be done. And then, so that was on a Sunday. So that Sunday we went to church and I spent some time with my bishop. And he was very loving, but saying this in a way of, look, you committed for eternity to this person. Like you can't be the one to give up. Even though... She also committed for eternity, but right was but, not keeping that commitment. Which what I'm what I'm getting at is that's ultimately what I really think like freed me because I went to the temple and I came out of that with a full commitment back to her saying, I am fully committed to this relationship for time and all eternity. And so I'm willing to work this out with you. And by doing that, it put the ball completely in her court. And it's all her decision what happens with that relationship and whether she's willing to work at the relationship as well. How long did it take you to get from I'm done to was, I'm willing and going to put the ball in her court? How it was long a was few that? days. Okay. Yeah. And for someone who doesn't know, tell us what. why did you go to the temple and what did you do there and why was that significant? So I went to the temple to, I mean, 
as members of the church, we go to the temple to seek guidance and answers through the spirit to guide us in making the decisions in our lives. Okay. So that's what I mean when I went to the temple. But I remember a couple of days after telling Anne this, that I was fully committed to working things out and figuring out a way that in calling her one day on my way home from work, there was a disagreement and she full on said, look, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm out. And that's my final answer. So that was really like ending point. That was it. So you said you had the kids too at your parents during this time. Was there any discussion of that? Like did, or was that just assumed that it was fine that they were with you? And- so there was discussion with that because so at this point, she's basically homeless. Anne. Anne is. She didn't want to live with her parents. I think she tried that for a day. That's hard to not have your parents to support you. Yeah. Well, especially in that scenario, if they yeah. were not, I mean, you initially you said oh, they were and you not. Said, I guess she said they went, supportive. she went there, but. But initially I think okay. she was staying out of her car for a night or, or so and then staying with friends and there just wasn't a stable place. What about her, what about her boyfriend? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think she stayed with him, okay. but I, I don't know. Were the kids old enough to ask questions about that? Like, or no. were they just so comfortable? I mean, like you said, Jan, being at your house that it just felt like home. And you guys worked such weird schedules at that point. It just kind of seemed like, oh, mom's at work. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So how long yeah. did the kids go without seeing her? Oh, they would see her on occasion. Okay, like during the day and stuff. Yeah, I think. Do you remember, Mom? I don't think they saw her much. They didn't see her much, and that's not because I was keeping them from her. No, she was just in a rough spot, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with her own self. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, and which I'm, is understandable. Yeah, I'm sure. At that point, she wasn't comfortable coming over to. Yeah. Spend time with the kids there, so it was. Yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. Yeah, because here I have family around that I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't want to come around and yeah. out of just being uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that she had not just, say, cheated on you and had a one night stand or something, been unfaithful, but that she actually had another, it sounds like a complete other relationship on the side. What is that like? I mean, when you get that information, what is that? I mean, you've been married to her for years and didn't know that was happening. Like, what is, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of how that information affects what you've done with your life for the past few years and how you feel about that. I tried not to dwell on that. But obviously, I'd have the thought of, okay, if it's one, or if it's been happening for this long, like, really, how long has it been happening? Mm -hmm. How long had it been happening? I have no idea. And was he the only one, or were there others? It came out that there were others, but yeah. And really you've alluded to some of something having to do with her being in the restaurant industry and contributing to this scenario, or at least that's the impression I got from well, the, what you told us last time. Is that I think the restaurant industry, I don't know, attitude. What, I mean, Mom, was, what do you think? Was this a restaurant friend or was this a like a coworker? Or? Steve, I have no idea. Okay. He didn't get into it. I don't okay. know. Okay. This wasn't like you and I talking about it. 
(laughs) (laughs) Where there was like a real... Yeah, it doesn't sound like there was much discussion. No, there wasn't any communication. Wow, okay. But, yeah. So what is your plan at this point with the kids? I assume you guys decide to get divorced, or you do, I don't know. I guess, what is, what is your plan? What do you decide for your life as far as yourself and your kids? Here's how I played this out. I said, since you have ultimately decided to walk away from this relationship and try to make this work, you're going to have to file the divorce. Mm. And um, do you remember how long that took? <laughs> I think it took quite a while. Took over about a year. Yeah. Because, yeah. And then ultimately... Like, finally, I was like, all right, if I'm going to wait on her to do this, it's never going to happen. I'm going to have to just take control and, and do it. And so I went and filed for diver- divorce on February 14th. It was very romantic. Yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> and Valentine's Day. This is probably why Matt loves Valentine's Day. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a bit of irony there. Yep. So what custody arrangement did you have in these divorce papers? Originally, I wanted to maintain... What you had had. The status quo. Which, which was at, at that the point. time was, was full custody. And that's what the kids were living. So, I mean, I knew that it was a very slim chance that that was ever going to be... That I could actually do that. Had so. you two talked about custody throughout Steve, this time? Steve, we don't talk. So okay. from the time you left, you walk away with the kids, there's no discussion about... The discussion was, occasionally she would call up and say, hey, I want to see the kids. I would say, okay, where? Whose house? How long? And there just wasn't a stable environment for the kids okay. to be in. Like she was living with, in a house with three or four roommates that she really didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't want my kids staying in a home with roommates there. Like when she called to get them, you were open to her seeing the kids. That wasn't like you were, oh, like you said before, it wasn't like you were withholding. As long as they had a, a safe place, a safe to, place be. to be. Which totally makes sense. So you were hoping that because it had been like that for almost a year, like you basically had full custody during that time, yeah. that that might be able to continue forward. Yeah. Because she wasn't really... I don't know if she knew what was her plans were. Yeah. Like where she was going to be living or what she was going to do so that she could have the kids in a safe place. Yeah. That's hard. Actually, so during the separation time as well, it's, that's when we went, we filed bankruptcy. We, we Because we had all of this stuff that we had to get, all this debt that we had to get rid of. So, so what do the kids know at this point? What do they think has happened? They're too young. They're how old? When they get divorced? Yeah. When we finally get divorced... They were what? Three and four? Sounds right. Were they old enough to notice a difference? Like to remember we used to live with mom and now we don't? I'm sure they noticed They noticed that they didn't see mom very much. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it bothered them too much because they were still in the home where they'd been for a while and um, were still being taken care of and they got to see her occasionally. So yeah. I'm sure that they noticed, but... It wasn't like a drastic Mentally, change. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a drastic As, as far as either of you noticed, did you see, did it affect the kids? 
in one way or another? Is there any change in their behavior there? I didn't really notice any thoughts? acting out or no, but anything like here's, that. And here's probably why. Is because even the year prior that we were living at my parents' house before, like, and I never saw each other. Mm, we worked. That's right. Because sorry. of your work schedules. So they're used to spending time Hold with on. just dad. Yeah. So they were used to spending time with just me. We're used to spending or time with mom. just mom. Okay. So not much has changed except that it's just a whole lot more time with you and less time with mom. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, lots of people in and out of the house. Yeah. Activity and stuff going on, which was typical. Right. And so <laughs> one, the, one yeah. thing that I, I do, and which I didn't bring up, the week after I found everything out, I needed to get out of town. I needed a break. I needed yeah. something. And I jumped on a plane with both the kids and we flew to Sacramento and went to go see Grandma Penny. Stay with your aunt? Yeah. Because that was, for me, like I knew that I could just... Things would be taken care of. Yeah, things would just be taken care of. And I didn't have to worry about anything. Why is that? This is this is your aunt that... Yeah. Everyone calls Grandma Penny. Yep. You guys are close? We're close then? Yeah, we, we, we are close. I know you are now. <laughs> no, we were close then. And it was probably like nice change of scenery. Like I remember that feeling too of like, I just need to go away for a little bit, somewhere outside my home. That gives me like kind of a fresh renew and somewhere that my kid can be taken care of yeah. when I need them to. Like if I need to go out for a night. Not that you didn't have that at home, but like it's just the change up. Like I relate to that. Yeah, just a reset. So, yeah. what did Grandma Penny have to say <laughs> or do about your scenario? I'm sure she just gave him lots of hugs and I don't know, made chocolate chip cookies or something. Probably <laughs> forced you to eat a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, took me to In and Out Burger a lot. <laughs> just spoiled me. And I'm like, not sure I know this. She is whose sibling? Alan's, I guess, right? No. She's, she's, no. she's married to Alan's oh, okay. brother. That's right, yeah. And she tells everybody that our daughter, Penny, Steve's and my daughter, Penny, is named after her. <laughs> <laughs> and Even Penny though, adores her. Penny, yeah. like, has always talked about her grandma, Penny. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Penny has more grandmas than any child I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Lots of love. <laughs> well, and Matt and Penny have always had a good relationship. And, yeah, you know, Penny thinks she has a... And she does almost a psychic connection to Matt. Yeah, she always seems to sense when he needs a phone. Call. Needs her. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically with with Penny when we were living on Alfred Court before we moved in with my parents the first time. And we are talking about Grandma Penny. Grandma, Grandma Penny. Penny. There's a lot of pennies now. <laughs> yeah. It's a rare occurrence. <laughs> um, that I was really struggling one night. Something had just happened and she called me. She's like, Hey, I just had this feeling that I needed to call you. What's going on? And yeah. So we have had this connection and that's cool. Matt has told me that that's happened fairly often where she feels that and calls just at the right time. And it's awesome when you can have extended family that are there to fill in those extra. Dude, the more family, the better, right? Absolutely. The more people that love you, the better. Yeah. 
Yep, the more grandmas, the better. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. <laughs> true. And Jessica and I yeah. said this is a little bit off subject here, but Jessica and Matt, you guys getting married has doubled the number of people that Penny has in her life to love her because now she has Jan, she has right. Grandma Jan and Grandpa Al and so many other people and now Grandma Penny <laughs> and just like this whole other addition of family that is right. just one more group of people that love her and have her back and support her and... So that that's been that's been one cool thing about this situation of you know it's been cool for me seeing my ex get remarried and bring a whole other branch of amazing people into my daughter's life. Well, and same for Matt's kids. Yeah. yeah. To get yep more cousins, Jessica's parents, and, yeah. more aunts and uncles. <laughs> yeah, and to extend that even further, like. My kids have spent time with your parents, Steve. Right. And because, you know, yeah. Sarah puked That's... in your dad's car. Yeah. <laughs> the first time His she met him. brand new car. He <laughs> had so it for funny. a week. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite yeah. stories. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I think he got rid of it after that. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he got rid of it because I guess, yeah. Oh, your mom awful. said he couldn't get rid of the smell. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But the thing that is great is that, like, that is nice about that, like talking about extended family and like bringing more people into our daughter's lives or our kids' lives in general, is that you have to be open to that. Like as a parent, like you have to open up your heart to being accepting of that and encouraging to your kid to let them know it's okay to go love these other people. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel that and express that because I think sometimes they get torn in the middle of, I don't want my parent to feel bad because I like this person. And so they try and cover that. And I think that's something that we've been able to facilitate and encourage, Well, our which is great. Penny went through that. Our daughter, yeah. Penny, since there's multiple pennies in the story now, Penny went through that where she struggled to let me see the side of her that bonded with you, Matt. Yeah. She would be very protective of talking about something she had done that was fun with you or if she, like, snuggled you at bedtime or... At one point, she referred to you as, I think she said, I don't remember if it was her dad or her other dad. Yeah. And she, like, turned to me and was like, <gasps> like, gasped, like, oh, my gosh, I just called my other dad, my dad in front of my dad. And just I could just see the panic in her face. And I just, I don't know what I said or how I said and if I got this point across, but I tried to make the point to her that she will never... It will never hurt my feelings to know that she is close with her stepdad. It makes me happy, and that is what I want for them. Yeah. And of course, I would I wouldn't want it any other way. Why would I want a stepdad in my child's life that she doesn't feel a bond with? Yeah. Just a li- live in a home with him and doesn't see him as a father figure, doesn't feel a connection with him. Of course, I wouldn't right. want that for her. So I I very much was happy to see that connection. We got a little off topic. Yeah, we did definitely. But that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. We love our families. And we're grateful for him. Yeah, and, and and kind of bring it back around. Like I am extremely grateful that I have parents who are willing to allow me and my kids back in to their home and just give us a safe refuge. Yeah. And so I so thank you for that, mom. <laughs> well, we've always we've always had an open door. <laughs> and we've actually been very blessed that we we're able to do that. Yeah. That we've had the room and that we can offer that because you know our other children have taken advantage of that as well so (laughs) it's uh it's just part of the cycle so whenever i tell people that 
oh yeah, my parents, you know, have people staying with them all the time. <laughs> like they look at me like I'm weird. Like who people? What kind of people? <laughs> they always have people staying there. Talking about people visiting or people living no, with you temporarily? Living with us usually. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, my brother-in-law lived with us for years. <laughs> for a couple of years, Carl did. And Carl oh, and yeah. Debbie. And then we've had exchange students who live with us or cousins that have needed a place to stay while they were relocating. Or um, we had one of Alan's cousins staying with us while he was setting up his dental practice in town. You know, so it's, my dad used to always say, where there's heart room, there's house room. Mm-hmm. So it might be on a couch in the family room, but if you need a place to stay, we'll make room. So That's growing great. up, mom, did you, like your dad used to say that, did you have a lot of people staying at your house growing up? Not really a whole lot. Cause we had five girls and <laughs> that kept our house pretty full, but we did. I know we took in a foster boy one time who was a little older than me. We usually had relatives that would visit and stay for the weekend or something like that. There was always people around. And of course, we lived on a street with cousins and aunts and uncles and grandma down the street. And so there was always lots of people around. Yeah. (laughs) And we were always staying over at, you know, our cousin's house or they were with us or whatever. And whenever we'd have big gatherings or even at church, people wouldn't know, you know, which one's your dad? Which one's your uncle? Which one's, <laughs> you know, which ones are I, your sisters or which ones are your cousins? So I'm still big, trying to figure that out. Big family. <laughs> my mom's Six family. years in and I still don't understand <laughs> Jan's family. <laughs> but hey, I'm related to them. So I just, yeah, you know what though? And isn't that kind of nice all. that there isn't clear roles and yeah. distinctions? It's just people who love each other and enjoy each other's company. It's pretty like, amazing. It, yeah, it doesn't, I love it. The fact that it isn't obvious who yeah. sticks with who and who belongs to who, that's that's kind of cool. It is yeah. cool. It says something about your family dynamic. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Any last words? I'm just proud of all you guys for making this work because it's not very common. And I know it's not very easy either. So... Just want to tell you how proud I am and keep it going. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Jen. Jen. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.